Hello and welcome to another edition of Data Dialogues, part of the Data Vault Innovators community. My name is Richard Harris. I'm the Account Director for Ignition. And joining me today is our Practice Manager, Steve Rose. G'day, Steve. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Richard. And how about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, look, today's topic is conducting a data maturity assessment. Lots of organizations uh, periodically undergo through a review of where their strategic priorities should be. Uh, And in response to that, we've uh, created uh, a service uh, that we provide into the marketplace. So we thought it'd be a good idea today to uh, just check in with yourself to understand a little bit more about what the review is. As I often uh, explain to people uh, in this day and age, we know the expression there's more than one way to skin a cat, um, but quite often a lot of the challenges that organisations face is, well, which cat should they skin first? There are so many priorities, and, of course, that's how I position where the, uh, the, the data maturity assessment comes in. So I might start off by, Steve, by asking you probably the most obvious question, like what is really the objective of a data maturity assessment? Uh, Thank you, Richard. So the the data maturity assessment is aimed to provide organisations with uh, a baseline understanding of of the maturity of their data management and governance practices. Um, The aim of good data management and data governance practices is to ensure that you're leveraging the best value of your data that you have. Um, So, you know, on that journey, you need to know where's your starting point. So ultimately, that's the aim of the data maturity assessment, to give you that starting point. Excellent. So when we talk about, um, you know, what we're trying to achieve, you're saying uh, positioning this as a a look at how well an organisation is basically utilising another one of its assets, in this case, data. You know, maximising it for insight, for or uh, for opportunities, or indeed lowering operational costs. That's that seems like a fairly logical logical starting point, and obviously, yeah, understanding where they want to go. So, who who would benefit most from doing um, you know a maturity review? Um, that's also a good question, um, and I think that there's not really. I mean, any organisation would benefit from having a data maturity assessment. If we think about the opposite ends of a maturity scale, so you have an organisation that might be at the lower end of the maturity scale, then they get the benefit of expert, experienced advice on you know, how to further mature uh, their data management uh, practices and, and how to leverage and unlock the potential of their data. If they're at the other end of the scale where they're quite mature and, and they've had you know, data management and data governance practices in place for quite some time, then you know, the data maturity assessment provides independent expert validation, if you like, of the practices that they've put in place, um, giving senior executives comfort that, that, that the money in, that's been invested in that has been well spent. Yeah, I remember uh, back in you know, my career, I had a very uh, enlightening conversation with a CMO who pointed out that you know she and her team um, was so embedded or down in the foxhole, as she put it, on a daily basis. They never really had a chance to look above the parapet and see what was happening in the future, you know, what was best practice. And she relied very heavily on, on third parties who, you know, focused on a very specific niche area 
uh, of, of capability and then relied upon them to keep her up to date on, on what happens. And it sounds like this is exactly the same thing. You know, organizations can't realistically be expected to understand what is best practice all the time and knowing everything that uh, is out there. So you know, organizations that specialize in, in this case, you know, the management of data can provide a lot of experience, you know, built up from, you know, the many projects that we do. That that sounds pretty reasonable. In terms of what kind of um, people in terms of roles and titles inside of organizations uh, have you seen that are, are the most of the drivers or the people who are most interested in conducting the reviews? Well, I'd have to say that uh, data... Data is one of those things in, in an organisation where the vast majority of the attention it gets is at a micro level, not at a macro level. Uh, and the impact of that is that it, it's an organic evolution if you think about data and how it's used and leveraged by the organisation. And it's not until I find that it's not until that it doesn't strategically support the organisation's objectives is typically when you first hear about it. When, when, when data is being observed more as a, as a cost rather than a benefit, um, that, and, and the people that make those sorts of, uh, the types of people that make those observations tend to be more the, the senior execs and the people that are, you know, accountable for, uh, you know, supporting the development of organizational strategy. Um, very rarely do you hear about it at the coalface because generally, that, that that is very transactional, not very strategic, and, and quite often those sorts of issues can be resolved by having person A talking to person B. But we don't think about data at a macro level in terms of, you know, my data landscape, does it support you know, not only operationally but does it support us strategically? Um, and, and so that's typically the sorts of uh, people that we would hear it from. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know we recorded one of these... Uh uh, data dialogues on the subject of uh, the highest paid person's opinion. And it sounds like that resonates here as well. You've got this disparity between, you know, the people who are, you know, the executive leadership team who might look at, you know, their, the balance sheet and say, well, how much are we spending on managing data without fully appreciating, A, the complexities, but B, probably the, the benefits that they could get from effective data management, as you say, particularly if they start treating it as, a, as an asset uh, to, be, to be nurtured and, and, and managed in, you know, in, in that way. So when, when you are um, approaching a review, you mentioned there were some uh, likenesses in the past to, you know, to, to physical data assets. What, what is covered in the review? What are we looking for when trying to understand a, a, a company's you know, current levels of data maturity and ideally where they should be? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I guess the first thing that I would look for is sentiment of the business uh, because that's usually, uh, that's usually the first, first sort of thing that you hear that leads you to think, yep, yeah, there's some issues here. And, and uh, that sentiment we usually capture through a survey of some key stakeholders within the business. And, you know, typically it comes back with, oh, you know, that data doesn't have the trust of the business or, you know, various other bits and pieces or reports take too long to produce. You, you often find that the symptoms of a problem actually tell you a lot about what the problem actually is. Um, another thing that we look for as well is, 
does the organisation already have you know, data governance um, in, in place? Do they have a data governance committee or, or, or forum or something like that that has overall accountability for data within the organisation? Another, another good thing to look for as well is um, enterprise architecture. There's data and, and how it moves about is, has a straight direct correlation you know, with the, the architecture, the system architecture and infrastructure of the business. Um, all, all the other areas predominantly um, such as you know, the operational aspects, the DevOps, the tooling and all that sort of stuff, that, that, that's the stuff that sort of tends to fall out in the discussions that you have and interviews that you have with people. You, you sort of tease out these finer details. But at a very high level, I would say sentiment of the business, uh, definitely number one. Um, I would say, you know, do they have a data governance forum? It sort of tells you that they have some understanding of what data management should be. Um, and then the other one I would say is enterprise architecture. Um, yeah, those are the three areas, I would say. What about the uh, skills and capabilities of the team you know, that, that are managing and even like downstream the business users? Are we looking at their you know, understanding of, of data and how to use it? That's a, that's a really good question. And uh, I think you know, when we think about a physical asset that you know, can suffer, you know, degrade over time through wind, rain or... You know, mechanical use or whatever, we 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 can think about that same degradation occurring in data, but through people and processes. Right. Um, so the more people you have, the more processes you have, the more likely or the more opportunity rather there is for data to degrade. Um, and cu- culture is certainly one of those areas where it's it is very. Um, um, can be very challenging because quite often data management is seen as not adding direct business value to, you know, a, pers- a person when they're, you know, un- undertaking a business process or, or even a, a department necessarily. Um, and so, you know, it's often seen as invasive and an unnecessary overhead. Like it doesn't help me, even though it helps the organisation and I buy into the the broader benefits of, of good data management, but it doesn't help me in my day to day. So I, I, we find that that can often um, uh, shape what a person's capability uh, is or a person's expectations are, uh, and we do we do uncover this. Um, yeah. We do have a section in our data maturity review that does look at sort of general culture. It also looks at um, individuals in their roles and what they do, and so on and so forth. But it also looks at, well, if I'm learning this at, at a detailed level, how does that actually contribute towards the strategic goals of the organisation over here? So it's not just, does person A know what he needs to do, know how he needs to do it, and is he doing that in a way that is consistent with good data management um, practice? But is, he, is what he's doing actually relevant for what we're doing, what we need to do strategically over here? Um, because sometimes that translation can be lost as well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Which it does, and it's interesting because you, you, you talked about governance and do they have a governance structure, and I know that from my observations, um, you know, over the recent years, governance has almost been considered a dirty word, and, and I think people were putting it in the too-hard basket. 
And then, of course, a lot of regulations came in, the GDPR, and, of course, we have an, an update to our own Privacy Act, which is going to drive a lot more needs to look at data governance. But I think what... I'm seeing in the conversation uh, come through more now is we need effective data governance so we can educate the business users over what data is actually available, how it can be used and putting it into their hands to help them be more efficient you know, in their decision making. So it's, it's kind of interesting that, yeah, that, that those two, I think, definitely go, go hand in hand, showing each individual just how data can benefit uh, them, right? Yeah, I would, yes, agreed. I would say that data governance is an organisational-wide capability. It's it's yeah. often perceived, you know, as a as an IT capability, but it is, in fact, a, a whole of organisation. If, if you fulfil a role um, using some sort of a computer or you input data or whatever, then you are, you are an actor in the life cycle of a, a piece of data. Right, um, that makes you part of the problem, but equally, it also makes you part of the solution. So, data governance needs to be considered as a should be considered as an organisational wide uh, capability, uh, not yeah. not just a not just a, a you know an IT one. For sure, For sure. So, if people are you know really looking at their their organisation and asking this question, when would you say is the right time to conduct? Yeah, you know, a, a review. And, I mean, I, I would say, you know, it, there's no. I mean, any time's the right time to do to do the review. Uh, there's never a wrong time to, to understand or get an understanding of where you are from a data maturity perspective. But but I would say where, where it's of particular value, I think, would be where an organisation is just. Um, you know, re- refreshed its business strategy, that would be a really good time to do it, to make sure that your data landscape is aligned and, and going to be an enabler for those strategic outcomes. Um, when an organisation undergoes significant restructure is another one, you know, because that changes processes, that changes people, both of which operate on data. Um and, and that can also include, you know, acquisitions and things like that as well, where yeah. You know, you've got you know other other organisations that you're bringing into uh, bringing in and and sort of merging processes and things like that. So I would say wherever there's significant structural or process change, or whenever there's a refresh of business strategy, I, I, personally, and I'm going to talk personally, um, I I would always be looking to do uh, an assessment of of the alignment of my data maturity and business strategy. I couldn't agree more. I think that's where a lot of the times we see uh, challenges and, and, and problems come in is when a great idea is had about, okay, a new direction, we're going to build a new business unit or a new capability or we're going to adapt to market pressures in this way. And all of a sudden we realise all the data that we need access to is just not there or it's not trusted or we don't have the right skills or technology in the business. And, of course, you know that can have a big impact on the success of that strategy and what you might end up with is a strategy that was perfectly correct, perfectly appropriate for the time but just wasn't able to be executed because we do live in such a, you know, a heavy data reliance uh, society now that you know, we, we, we definitely need to be there. So, look, so someone's obviously, you know, 
thinking about doing a review, what what are they going to get at the in their hands at the end of a review? What's what's the output that we tend to uh, to, to want to give people? Well, we do provide a report that does provide it at summary level for the execs, but also goes into a lot of detail. It's got the results of the survey, some key findings, some key themes, uh, and then a set of recommendations uh, that are rated, uh, a roadmap, a remediation roadmap uh, to support with operational planning um, and some key dependencies. Um, it's you know, it's we found that you're going to put a, a roadmap in front of a, of a, of a client. Do they, does the client, in fact, have those d- dependencies in place to be able to enact that roadmap? Is, is a, we also provide that detail as well and any key risks that we see. And, and as you mentioned earlier on, culture is definitely, um, yeah. you know, overcoming that, that, that uh, misconception that, that good data management is, a, is, is an overhead uh, and, and invasive. When, when actually the, the truth of it is is that, uh, you know, d- d- if we think about data governance and stewardship functions that are already happening in the organisation today, if person A is sending person B data and there's something wrong with it, person B will talk to person A to get it resolved. Just because it's not formalised doesn't mean that these activities are happening because in our experience, an organisation couldn't function without data stewardship activities actually happening. Uh, it's just because they're not formalised. So we shouldn't really be looking at it as though it's an extra thing that people need to do because it's typically part of what people are doing already. So yeah, anyway, that so that's and well yeah, we we provide a presentation as well and we get feedback and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's 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 pretty good. But this pretty would good. be a tool that someone could really absorb in and then start mapping out again, going back to that business strategy if there needs to be changes in you know, culture or training or investment in technology, Correct. they now have a roadmap for understanding what's needed and, and why, whether it be a risk reduction or an opportunity they could they could yeah, explore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Exactly. So, look, probably <laughs> uh, the most common question I get is, well, what, what do you see when you've done these reviews? Are there common uh, challenges or common um, themes that you have, seen from conducting these reviews that might yeah might be useful to our audience um yeah i'd probably say the most common ones are that we see are bridging bridging uh between silos we we tend to find as being you know we we, if you go especially if you go to large organizations you, you can find that the operating model kind of supports a, a quite a siloed environment and not necessarily that's a bad business model but it's bad for data management and data governance um, uh, and it can often be challenging particularly when a piece of data will flow between silos to work out well who's the owner of that data who's accountable for that data so sometimes i guess unraveling those things can be quite a quite a big challenge and i've already talked already about some of the cultural aspects that we can come, we can face, um, can also be a bit challenging. But I guess you know, I spoke to a, a client recently, and uh, you know, I said to the client, I said, "Look, the, the data governance issues that you have are a well-trodden path in terms of how to remediate them um, from a technology 
uh, and from a process perspective. Um, the, the biggest hurdle that we tend to overcome when we're trying to roll out a data governance um, program is, is the culture, the people, the, the, uh, is being able to change those mindsets. So change management is a significant aspect of um, you know, any, any data governance program that you put in place. Yeah, I can see that. Look, a, a large part of over my career has been looking at that challenge of the skills gap that we see time and time again. We're having a much greater focus than ever on use of data, people who understand how to manage it, uh, and businesses are in, you know, business have a high demand for those skills. Traditionally, what they've tried to do is go out to the market and hire them. And what that's done, of course, is dramatically inflate the cost of those resources. Um, now we're at a point where some of the new requirements, you know, we're in a world now of, of generative AI, um, you know, which no one has you know, native skills in uh, because it's just so new um, that the only way we're going to develop these skills is by investing in our existing uh, resources, our staff, giving them the, the time and the space to learn new technologies, to understand not just the processes, but why those processes are important. This re-education and, and training and investment in existing staff is really now the, the cheapest and fastest way of getting uh, where you need to be in terms of, um, you know, a, a, adopting that data as an asset mentality, right? Yeah. Well, look... Steve, thank you very much uh, for your time today. Um, I know, look, I've seen quite a few of the reports that have gone out and I've, I've seen, uh, you know, just how useful they can be to, to people who are trying to, uh, let's say, uh, bring the hearts and minds of people along inside the organisation as to why treating data an asset uh, is important. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure others will be of interest. Uh, will be interested too. Um, if you are thinking about um, looking at getting an assessment of your current level of data maturity, as Steve said, if it's uh, you know part of a, a change in strategy or dealing with uh, new new operational structures, etc., uh, then our data maturity review uh, is uh, available as a fixed cost consultancy. Um, it's a, a relatively painless, quick uh, service and something that I'm sure could be of value. So, Steve, once again, thank you for joining me today and to all those listening today, thank you for your time and we'll see you on the next Data Dialogues podcast. Thank you, Richard.